No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you were tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. You can join us here every single day of the week except on Thursdays. That is podcast-free Thursdays. And every other Friday, we have our good friend, Donna Brandenburg, who is fighting for you and America. Let's get started. (laughs) Oh, man, it's going to suck to be you deep staters when this is all said and done. You guys really have no idea what's coming for you. (laughs) Watch out, the American people are coming for you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host, with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host, they are in the captain's chair, therefore they are behind the wheel, and they are steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here on this Friday, December 2nd, 2022, where I'm at here in my part of the world, here in West Michigan. It is 1900 hours. That's also military time for 7 o'clock for the civilian world. So Welcome, glad to have you all here. And remember, like I always say, because the Bible does say at least 365 times, that's at least one time per day, at least a day, you know, per the calendar that we're familiar with, God says fear not. And if you put 100% of your trust, faith, and life completely over to him and Jesus Christ, I will tell you this, personal experience, my testimony, that they will steer your personal vessel, your ship into that safe harbor so that you can anchor, get off that boat, get on solid dry land, and finally have peace and refuge once and for all. So welcome. Glad to have you all here at His Hard Line. You are joined with a 1% with him, a reading out of Isaiah chapter 23, the real show title. This morning I was having some technical difficulties when I was doing the Brandenburg Block Hour, and for some reason, and part of that was kind of user, user error, if I can actually be completely honest, um, but I was actually having some issues as far as, uh, things that were out of my control. So, cause I was trying to share the show, it wasn't happening. And quite frankly, it's just been quite the annoying challenge lately. So there's definitely something going on here because here's the thing I've noticed the other day when I had Tom Sykes on, I noticed that there were a couple people that I know for sure were listening to the show live and they were still engaged in the chat. But what was interesting was that they were not shown on my dashboard that I can see under the listener list. So I texted these people. I said, Hey, are you listening live still? And I go, I would get a message instantly right back. You're like, yeah. And then they would write something in the chat, but yet they're able to put something in the chat, but yet I was not able to see them on under the uh, listener call board. I found that very, very interesting. There's no doubt I'm getting messed with. And I know there's some people out there that kind of reached out to me saying, oh, you should do this and you should do that. And they were given some good suggestions. And and, I, and hear me, you know, carefully, because I'm not trying to insult you or anybody else for that matter. I hear your suggestions. Yes, I know the solutions out there to try to make this work uh, to where my podcast don't get deleted, right? 
to try to put this on multiple outlets. But here's the thing. Unfortunately, I have this terrible thing called the J-O-B, which is just over broke, right? And um, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge to be able to look into all of these things a little bit further uh, to, to try to soundproof uh, or make this show bulletproof from those that are trying to attack it. Like right now, I'm looking on my dashboard right now at the bottom right-hand screen. There's this thing called a, uh, it's like, it almost looks like your Wi-Fi signal, right? Uh, with the three little uh, wavy bars. And I'm, I've been watching it and it's been showing poor for the longest time. Now, typically it says excellent. There's nothing wrong with my internet. I know that for fact. In fact, I think I see kind of bit of an issue here. It might go quiet. Hold on a second because, see, I, I just had something going on right here. Just hold on. It might go silent for a moment here. Randy, I know you're there. Listen, from, just hold on a second because I'm, I'm going to switch connections here. Hopefully it doesn't change out. If anything, it'll, it'll just be quiet. Hold on. You can hear me loud and clear? Okay, that's good to know. Okay, well, perfect. Well, then I guess I'm gonna I'm not gonna interrupt it for right now. I guess, but uh, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with my internet signal. I have no idea what's going on. But here's the thing, though. So, like I said, there's people that were chatting on the chat board, but I wasn't seeing them on the listener list. I was like, what is going on? So there's no doubt. There is no doubt that they are. Either Podbean's got some serious technical glitches, and they just flat out suck. As a platform, what I find hard to believe because when I listen, there's other good prominent podcasters out there that I listen to on the regular. Or I shouldn't say on the regular, but I have listened to on the regular, not so much anymore these days. And they don't seem to have any of these issues. Okay, sure. They might have a, what do you call it? Uh, uh, um, oh, what do you call it? Um, a VPN. Okay. Well, remember, a VPN is only only works so so much i was talking to a few people that are very technically savvy i'm talking uh, very very technically savvy people vpns only work so so far okay that's not going to correct it okay it's 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 just not but again to the people that have been reaching out to me and suggesting this that and the other i do appreciate it and i know your suggestions are coming from a heartfelt uh, genuine intention i know that um, but like i said unfortunately i have this really crazy thing called a life and a job that I have to tend to. Also, there's a thing called uh, financial resources that I'm also kind of a little bit limited. And with Christmas right around the corner, I'm trying to make sure that the wife and the, and the daughter, you know, we get them taken care of and so on and so forth. But anyways, you know, it's, it's just, that's just the nature of the beast. But at the end of the day, that should kind of hopefully maybe speak volumes to you because you could tell the growth that's happening on this channel is happening organically and is driven by God. Okay. Um, when you look at other podcasters and truthers out there and their platforms, and there's some out there that I'm not going to name names, but I have named them. Okay. They just show up on the scene and then all of a sudden they got three, 400,000 followers all of a sudden over, over like a month period or two months period, or they've grown to several million downloads in just under a couple of years. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like what? Like, okay, it's possible that could happen where someone can go very viral. I get that. But I question the ones that come on the scene for just a very short time and all of a sudden they're like spreading like wildfire, like they're burning half of California down. I just don't buy it. You got to be very careful of some of these people. And yes, they may claim, well, I don't get paid. I got to go to a job because there's one of them out there that just popped on the scene that I've been talking about that others have been talking about that say he's a fake. I'm kind of on board with that. I thought he was real too, but here's the matter. Here's the thing of the matter. Have you noticed that on my, and maybe you haven't, but have you noticed that on my show notes, I've put a, uh, a give, send, go tag down there along with the other show notes like my website and stuff like that and next to the give sun go it says coming soon well i've been toying with that for quite some time and i'm leaving that as coming soon because it might come never i don't know i i, I might just it might come never if i ever do a give saying go campaign it's to fully fund 100 somebody else who i see really has a need like my buddy matt 
and uh, and his family that I know are really struggling right now financially because of work injuries and workman's comp not paying him. And he's, like I said, three, four months now probably behind his car payments, both car payments. Fortunately, he's got a good church that backs him up. And they've not only caught them up on the house payments that were three months behind, but they caught them up to the end of the year. Now, there still lies the problem for those, them that goes on after the new year, but that's a whole different story. But at the end of the day, I do what I do because I believe in freedom. I don't believe in trying to profit off of spreading the word of God. I don't believe in trying to profit. And when I say profit, I mean make money and try to retire from my job, right? All right. I'm not saying those who make money off of podcasting are bad people, but what I'm saying is when it comes to spreading the word of God and somebody who, you know, um, and, and trying to put out the information about the National Assembly, I'm not trying to, that's not my focus right now. Okay. My focus really, I just want to see the assemblies get our 38 plus states because I know what's around the corner when we finally get our 38 states. Now, maybe God has that in, in the cards for me. I don't know. But for some reason, there's something inside of me that keeps telling me to not pull the trigger on putting a give, send, go thing. I, I don't know why. Don't ask me why I don't. But something inside of me keeps saying, eh, no, not yet. If ever. But to that point, I do want to give a hat tip to Randy down in Indiana. So there's a couple of listeners, Robert and Tara. I'm not going to mention their last names, but Robert and Tara, they're frequent listeners to the show. I want to say hi to you guys. And I'm glad that Randy did great work for you guys. I saw you got your tumblers. I see a picture on Telegram. And I see you also got a um, a keychain, his hardline keychain. And so Tara just posted saying, I just received my order today with three heart emojis to get your own his hardline swag message, Randy. At just crafting around the number two at gmail.com. That's just crafting around number two at gmail.com. And it's spelled J U S T C R A F T E N A R O U N D. And the number two at gmail.com. And Randy does excellent, excellent work. So hat tip to you, Randy. Um, appreciate the hard work you're doing for these people out here. I know, you know, like I said, this just helps get the name out there. So thank you. I, I see the pictures, these are great. And so it's got the, uh, it's got the, his hardline logo on it. Nice, big, bold, you know, big logo. And then it says, I'm a hardliner on that. I love it. I absolutely love it. So bravo. And I'm so happy. And then they Tara posted another picture with their beautiful white Husky, uh, sniffing one of the traveler tumblers and it says Husky approved. So even their Husky approves of Randy's, his hardline, uh, swag that he is helping, you know, make for uh, <clears throat> on behalf of the show. So thank you again, Randy. That is super, super awesome. That is just so freaking cool. So I'm just really happy for that. So again, if you want to know more, um, I, I've been terrible with promoting this stuff. Uh, I need to put it on my website. And again, I've just been so busy with work life and trying to create a good family work-life balance. I just haven't really had time to do much of anything. I've been kind of letting a lot of things slide, and I kind of really hate that. Um, like there's a project I'm working on, putting audio together from the first, you know, from two uh, interviews that Destry did with from Lena on her Power Passion Freedom show. I'm about half done with it. I just, you know, I just need to kind of now organize it and clean it up a little bit more. It, like the hard part is actually done. I actually clipped all the sounds that I needed. That was actually the hard part. I just need to, you know, continue finishing that. I've just been so mentally drained and with Christmas and so on and so forth. It's just blah. You guys know how it goes. So I plan on putting that out there because I want to put this out there. It's a really good piece of information because what I try to do is I tried to condense like three, four hours worth of interviews that Destry did with Lena on two different shows down to about an hour, an hour to an hour and a half ish to make it a little bit more digestible. So once I get that completed, I'm going to send it to Destry, get the okay from him, make sure everything is solid, and then I'm going to put it out there however we see fit. So... Whew. But anyways, it has been an interesting day. It has been an interesting week. And as you can tell, there's been a lot of reveals happening, especially with this whole Balenciaga crap. And, you know, and, and, and there's stuff with Trump and Kanye or yay or whatever the heck he goes by. I, I don't even know. But I was scrolling just before we do the reading here. I just want to let you know, I was scrolling a little bit through some of the news uh, out here. And really the only news site that I look at just for general headlines, um, I just kind of 
glance what they say at the Gateway Pundit because it seems like a lot of people that I know are very familiar with that. Nobody really trusts Fox anymore. I'm not saying the Gateway Pundit's really trustworthy, but I'd rather go glance at headlines over there over Fox or anything like that. Um, I would, I used to try going to the just the news, but that just, I don't know. I, I, there's something about their website that bothers me and just anyway, but I saw a couple things that kind of struck at me a little bit. Now there's this one headline that says cancel Balenciaga hashtag cancel Balenciaga, right? It's an anti-groomer group that's organized nationwide to protest against Balenciaga for normalizing child pornography with disgusting BDSM ads for children. And so apparently there's a mom and dad army out there. There's gays against groomers, um, you know, group out there. And they're mobilizing, I guess, for a nationwide protest against the high-end fashion brand Balenciaga tomorrow, December 3rd. And so I guess after the company published a creepy ad featuring children, bondage gear, and a reference to child porn. So I guess we're going to see some, I guess, protests happen. I don't know. Um, I just urge everybody, if anyone is going to be uh, actively involved in all of that, I caution you. I caution you now, not, not that I'm saying that this is not a righteous thing to fight for because it is, but I caution you be very, very, very careful. Okay. Be very, very careful of who you, uh, of what you get yourself involved in. You do not want to be caught up in the middle of a false flag or a setup Okay, I'm not saying protests are bad, but I'm just saying be very, very cautious. Okay, now speaking a little bit to that whole Balenciaga thing, and I'm a big proponent here of always, you know, pushing to you guys how how relevant and important words are. Now, there's a movie called The American Horror Story. Now, I've never seen it. I don't care to see it. I don't like watching this stuff because it freaks me out. And quite frankly, I just don't want to pollute my mind with this nonsense. But there's a scene, and Donna shared it on her page. There's a scene from the American Horror Story, I guess, where the last words of one of the witches that um, just before being burned alive at the stake are, of course, none other than the word Balenciaga. Now, if you look at the word Balenciaga and break it down, Bal, Bal. And see, aga. In Latin, that translates to Baal is king, or is the king. Baal is the king. Let's give it a quick listen. Any last words? Only one. pretty intense just that even little short little clip kind of freaked me out i was like holy crap i had no idea i had no idea it was crazy that she screamed that remember words have meaning here's something else that i remember reading and researching uh, a while back with all the chemtrails that they sprayed in the sky right and remember this is not just some conspiracy theory i mean this was this is admitted i believe in uh the de facto congressional record that they geoengineered the sky and from my understanding and what i've read and researched that what they sprayed up there in our atmosphere was barium and aluminum well if you look at the periodic table what are the abbreviations for barium and aluminum barium is ba and aluminum is AL. So they're spraying the skies with barium and aluminum. Well, if you take those two abbreviations, you put them together. That's Baal, B-A-A-L, Baal, Ball, whatever you pronounce it. Kind of crazy. One other little sound clip. So this TV presenter, apparently, this is about maybe a minute and a half. There is a TV presenter. Let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, this TV presenter goes off about Balenciaga and obviously the Hollywood hypocrisy. And he actually, as I as you watch the video, and I posted on my Telegram, but as you watch the video, he actually takes his earpiece out. 
Because I can only imagine that the producers are probably yelling at him, like, don't you go off script. Don't you go off script. Don't you talk about this. But listen to what he says. This is so crazy. I mean, this is he really goes off the chain on this one. No joke. Listen. The outrage. I'm going to go off for a minute here because Please. where is the outrage? It's been a week and a half. And now we're doing this story. I get it. Thanksgiving was happening and all that. But they tried to hide behind that, right? Maybe this will make it through the news cycle. No, it's not. Okay. Adidas didn't cut ties 48 hours after Kanye did his whole thing, right? And they got lambasted for not speaking out against uh, anti-Semitism. This is a week and a half and nobody seems to care that there's little kids involved in this. I can't speak what it's like to be a black man, right? I can't speak what it's like to be a Jewish woman, but I can speak what it's like to be a father of two young boys. And that this type of behavior, when I worked at CBS.com out of a little closet my first show, I was like, I'm gonna say this and wear a blue shirt. I got 49 emails saying, maybe wear a purple shirt and maybe don't say this here. Don't tell me this slipped through the cracks when you're getting a court case that features child pornography. It's disgusting, it's disturbing. Jeopardy's gotta flip their whole production because of one person said something, but they wanted to be woke and do all that. How many other examples are there? 10, 20, 30, 40 years we're going back to cancel people? But this slips through the cracks? It's outrageous. And that people aren't outraged and skipping work with their posters and going to the courthouse or going to Balenciaga and stars aren't wiping their Instagram and social media with all their Balenciaga gear is disgusting in itself. Don't you tell me, Hollywood, how to live my life or you want me canceled or because you were. Yep. I will say this. I said it on this morning's show on the Brandenburg Block Hour. Jason Aldean's wife. I don't know her name, forgive me, because I don't keep up with stars and their spouses and their kids and what they're doing. I know some people make that, you know, they look, you know, there's some people that follow these people like, you know, some men follow sports athletes and their stats and all this other crap. It's just not me. It's just pointless information that is useless and has no place to take up in my own brain space. But Jason Aldean's wife threw away there's photos and of her throwing away now again i don't and i don't believe it to be an act hopefully it's not but it shows her throwing away all her balenciaga gear and good for her god bless her i hope that's a real photo and not just a photo op and i don't believe jason aldean would be married to you know somebody with that would support child pedophilia and pornography a friend of mine that used to be a, a friend. Now, nah, I shouldn't even call him a friend. Okay, let me be real because I don't want to seem like I'm name dropping here. But he was an acquaintance. Yes, I did know him. I had my, I had his number in my phone. Um, not anymore these days because I think he just got too big and famous. But hey, that's fine. You know, I mean, there's probably so many people I reach out to him. And the last thing he's trying to, you know, he, you know, it just, I get it. When you have so many people reach out to you, it's just hard to keep up with people. Heck, I'm not even famous and I can't even keep up with the emails I'm already getting. So I can only imagine what he's dealing with on his level. So I get it. I don't begrudge him, actually. But um, so I, I could say he's just a former acquaintance now at this point. But when I used to DJ, um, a guy that I used to know who went by the stage name DJ Silver, he was originally from Austin, Texas. John Perdue is his you know, name, his real you know, name off stage. Um, but he was really he's a talented DJ and he traveled all over the nation and he was in Vegas and he was really talented at making club remixes of country music. Well, I guess Jason Aldean, after a concert, him and his crew, they went out to the club and they saw uh, my buddy, you know, former friend DJ Silver, you know, mixing it up at the club. And he had a lot of Jason Aldean club remixes. Anyway, long story short, he ended up uh, signing on with Sony Records. And I believe it was Sony and ended up working. He's now working and touring with Jason Aldean as like his official, you know, it's Sony Records official DJ and, and remixer and masterer. So really awesome for him. And, and my, I have a hat tip for for John on that. So, you know, if he ever hears this, hey, buddy, congratulations, man. I, I'm really I really am, I salute and applaud you for uh, your success because he is a, he is a very talented DJ. And he actually was there actually when that whole Las Vegas shooting happening happened when uh, when when Jason Aldean was on stage. But anyways, but um, I just don't see Jason Aldean and his wife being people that support that kind of thing. So I'm pretty sure that uh, because they all have kids, uh, my you know, uh, DJ Silver has kids himself. Uh, and so as parents and I and that doesn't mean all parents are like this, but. I got to imagine that they just don't support this kind of stuff. But, and I guess apparently, according, um, 
according to a Telegram channel, which is, I guess, the Midnight Writer channel. Balenciaga backs down fashion. Uh, uh, yeah, Balenciaga backs down. So Fashion House drops the $25 million lawsuit that blamed production company for the twisted child bondage shoot and allows the creative doc director, Demna, to keep his job. <laughs> Seriously. It's just a matter of time before I think this blows up into an even larger story than it already is. More people need to wake up to this. Like I was saying this morning, I have people that stopped talking to me because they just could not take the realness of the conversation. When I would talk about the whole, what they, what these elites try to do with adrenochrome and how they scare the hell out of these kids and torture them just to get the adrenaline going and then extract that adrenochrome, which is, you know, something that they, you know, use themselves or ingest themselves to keep themselves youthful, I guess. I don't know how that works, but you know, you pay attention to Disney movies, like, I don't know, Monsters Inc. Or I don't know the movie Tangled. Okay. Tangled, you got some witchy hag who every time, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Rapunzel. She has long, beautiful blonde hair. And every time she sings, it glows. And every time this old witchy hag touches it, she turns youthful again. Do you really think for one second that that's by mistake? Or like the movie Monsters Incorporated. Well, never mind the one eye symbolism that's on the cover of that stupid freaking sick movie. But they rely on scaring the hell out of children to create energy for their little city called Monstropolis by terrorizing and scaring the hell out of kids. And at the end of the movie, one of these little monsters, literally monsters, makes a little device where you could steal a kid, strap this kid in a chair, and scare the living crap out of them so you can harness all the energy you want. Do you not see the symbolism and what they do in real life, folks? This crap is real, and I'm not going to back down from this conversation because the Bible is very clear in it. Anybody who causes these little ones to fall, better to have them have, and I'm just paraphrasing here, but basically it's said somewhere in there, it's better to have a millstone wrapped around your neck and sent to the bottom of the sea and drown than to deal with the consequences of a father, our heavenly father, would do to them. It's insane. Our friend Oscar here in the chat was saying that a family member just got out of rehab and he questions the validity of the adrenochrome now. He's been programmed in his assessment. And in my assessment is what he's saying. Of course they were. They do not want this truth getting out there. I'm telling you, I think the time is going to come where TV is going to be one of those things where, I mean, it's amazing. And I'm sorry to go on my little soapbox here, but this is, I guess, why some of you come here and listen to my useless babbling. But it amazes me. I look at a lot of the people we know and our neighbors, like our one neighbor across the street, uh, a couple houses down. And I don't care if they hear I say this because it is ridiculous. They got a freaking TV in every single room, in the playroom, in their daughter's room, in their son's room. They just bought another freaking like 84 inch or 96 inch. I don't know what, how, what the, whatever the biggest TV you can imagine. I mean, just came on their doorstep just a couple days ago. I'm sure it was a Black Friday deal. They got a TV everywhere. I'm surprised they don't have one in the garage. They probably have one in the restroom. There's many people that I know that have so many TVs everywhere. Why? All you're doing is just asking, please program me. Please formulate my thoughts so I don't have to think for myself. Please turn me into a useless drone. Must have more TV. It's ridiculous. You know how many TVs we have? Full disclosure, two. We have one in the basement and one little teeny tiny little TV upstairs that's sitting on our dresser. Doesn't even hang up on the wall. It's, 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 in fact, my computer screen is probably about as big as that. And it's, it's a very tiny computer screen. We use the one in our room for DVDs that we choose, like God's Not Dead and, you know, um, A Christmas Story, which I want to watch that. My wife can't stand that movie. But, you know, that's meant solely for DVDs. It's not even a smart TV. It's old school with no internet capabilities of being hooked up. And the other TV we have, which is down in the basement, yes, that one is a smart TV, but we use that to stream pure flicks from our phone. 
We don't have Netflix. We do not pay for cable. We do not pay for satellite. We do not even sign up for the free TV that's offered by our internet provider. They even looked at us like we're retarded. Like, you don't want free cable? It comes with your internet. Nope. Keep that shit out of my, my home. Excuse my language. Keep it out of my home. I just, I refuse to have it. We took Disney Plus, even though we have it for free, we took it off the TV. We don't watch it. The reason for the TV, again, downstairs is so we can stream pure flicks and so we can play Mario Kart on the uh, Nintendo Switch or Life, you know, stupid games like that. But outside of that, we don't have a TV in every single room, in a bathroom, and in the garage. I mean, my uncle, God love him, out in Colorado, when I went to go visit him for my for my cousin's uh, graduation, he had a freaking TV outside in his canopy of his deck. I'm like, what? Really? Okay. Whatever, I guess to each their own. <sighs> anyway, all right. So one other thing I wanted to kind of mention real quick before we get into the reading. I saw another article here on the Gateway Pundit. Nurse sentence to six months in prison after injecting 10,000 patients with saline rather than COVID vaccine. Still unclear how many came down with COVID after the saline shot. Really? Now, my only question is, was she knowingly putting saline rather than the real thing? Because if she was knowingly injecting people with saline and not the, and not the actual sheet, like if she was knowingly doing that, that's a hero. That's a freaking hero in my book. Hero. A hero. But yet they sentence her for six months in prison after injecting them with saline rather than the real thing. Hero. This story needs to get out too. Hero. The people that actually injected the real thing? Hmm. Hmm. They're going to have a lot more than just six months in their freaking lifetime in prison. They're going to have a lot more. Buckle up because the future is going to be bleak for those people. Not for people like me or other people who steered clear of it or people who walked away from the job because they didn't want anything to do with that nonsense. God bless this woman. Um, Yes, as a German nurse was accused of injecting more than 10,000 patients with saline solution rather than the real COVID-19 vaccine. She was sentenced to six months probation this week. The nurse was identified as... What? I'm going to butcher this name. Antij T, the 40-year-old Red Cross nurse from the German district of Friesland. Friesland? It is still unclear how many who were injected with the saline eventually came down with COVID-19. Yeah, well, I bet you those people that came down with COVID-19, by and large, most of them are probably still alive compared to the ones that have been injected with the real thing. They're probably dead or maimed. (laughs) I'm reading on the chat here. Industry was saying when I went to Hawaii to get them assembled. I took forged documents stating I had no COVID forged documents for a forged pandemic, you know, rightfully so. Why should we be subject to providing real proof that we don't have COVID when this is all a big scam anyways? No, you create a scam demic, you can get scam documents. Bravo. Well played. <laughs> all right, let's get into the reading. Enough of this nonsense. Hopefully you guys like the intro. I was kind of playing around with it this morning. I got up super early because I couldn't sleep. Um, so I figure I'd try to get a head, a head start and actually do the 1% show before Donna Brandenburg's block hour. That didn't work out. This morning was a morning from hell for me, but that's okay. We got through. It's all right. So hopefully you guys like the, the intro. So I ended up kind of working on an intro. See, intros for me, I don't really spend a whole lot of time on them. It's just one of those things that I can just like throw together kind of like, you know, a quick dinner, like my mom's always accused me in a good way, right? Accused me of being able to take leftovers and make it look like an entirely newly prepped meal. She's like, you have a talent. I don't know how you do that. I could take leftovers from like three different dinners, right? And make it look like it was a freshly made dinner, right? Out of leftovers. 
it just baffles her mind how I can do that. So anyways, I do that with like, uh, like I said, with, with, uh, intros and I love making different intros. I change intros. Like I change underwear, but this one I think is going to, is going to stick for a second. I really like this one too. And I don't get me wrong. I still have the other ones that I might play too. You know what? Like the one with the British soldier, it's, you know, basically saying that the rights to assemble is, is, uh, you know, canceled. I still have that. Cause I like that intro. We're going to play that still, but anyway, so, all right, let's get into the reading. So Isaiah chapter 23. It says only 18 verses, and it reads, and I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible today, and it reads, The pronouncement concerning Tyre, wail, you ships of Tarshish, for Tyre is destroyed without house or harbor. It is reported to them from the land of Cyprus. Be silent, you inhabitants of the coastland, you merchants of Sidon. You, your messengers crossed the sea and were on many waters. The grain of the Nile, the harvest of the river, was her revenue, and she was the market of nations. Be ashamed, Sidon, for the sea speaks, the stronghold of the sea, saying, I have neither been in labor nor given birth. I have neither brought up young men nor raised virgins. When the report reaches Egypt, they will be in anguish over the report of Tyre. Pass over the Tarsh- to Tarshish. Whale, you inhabitants of the coastland, is this your jubilant city whose origin is from antiquity, whose feet used to bring her to colonize distant places? Who has planned this against Tyre? The, the bestower of crowns? Whose merchants were princes? Princes? Whose traders were the honored of the earth? The Lord of armies has planned it to defile the pride of all beauty, to despise all the honored of the earth. Overflow your land like the Nile, you daughter of Tarshish. There is no more restraint. He has stretched out his hand out over the sea. He has made the kingdoms tremble. The Lord has given a command concerning Canaan to demolish its strongholds. He has said, you shall not be jubilant anymore. You crushed virgin daughter of Sidon. Arise, pass over to Cyprus. Even there, you will find no rest. Behold the land of the Chaldeans. This is the people that did not exist. Assyria allocated it for desert creatures. They erected their siege towers. They stripped its palaces. They made it a ruin. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, for your stronghold is destroyed. Now on the day, Tyre will be forgotten. For 70 years, like the days of one king. At the end of the 70 years, it will happen to Tyre, as in the song of the prostitute. Take your harp, wander around the city. You forgotten prostitute, pluck the strings skillfully, sing many songs that you may be remembered. It will come about at the end of 70 years that the Lord will visit Tyre, Then she will go back to her prostitute's wages and commit prostitution with all the kingdoms on the earth, on the face of the earth. Her prophets and her prostitute's wages will be sacred to the Lord. It will not be stored up or hoarded, but her prophet will become sufficient food and magnificent attire for those who dwell in the presence of the Lord. That is the full reading of Isaiah chapter 23, verses 1 through 18. It is so interesting how it talks about 70 years. I had to go back and look up something. I wish I would have had this a little bit better prepared. There's something about 70 years that really strikes me for some reason. Like, oh, what was it? Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Hold on. Let me do some quick math for a quick minute here. Hold on. Hold on. There's something because there's something that's ringing in my mind about 70 years. And of course, I have fat fingers right now. So, okay, here we go. Hmm. Ah, maybe that's what, right, Oscar? Yeah, debts to be forgiven. There's something with our history, with our nation, something with 70. I'm sure it'll come to me. I'm going to come back to that. I, <laughs> I find that interesting. That's in the Bible there. But anyway, wow, that's crazy. Okay, so lessons from the text. Now, this chapter paints the picture of people howling over Tyre's destruction and how people mourn and weep when their idols are brought down. Kind of something like maybe what we're seeing today. And people put so much trust in their money 
in their riches. And when all trade ceases, they, they cry, saying, what a shame. It was so lovely. But was it lovely? Does this sound very... Um, how do I want to say it? Does this sound like this is kind of almost runs in parallel with what we're seeing today? It kind of sounds like what we're seeing today. We're seeing the destruction of this beast system that has been running rampant in this nation. Now, the spiritual Babylon is described in Revelations as a prostitute who is drunk on the blood of the saints. You could see that referenced in Reverend, uh, uh, Revelations 17, verses 3 through 6. Now, not only are there countries that martyr believers, but also there is a non-physical murder of the faith. Now, should we be celebrating a culture that looks down on meekness? abstinence until marriage, an honest income, glamour, nudity, and living it up, if you will, are paraded pridefully as the signs of a good life here in America. If you do not agree with this celebration of humanity, then you are labeled as a closed-minded hypocrite. Now, this hostility against God's values is nothing new, and any person who does not know God does not like him and his ways. And if they liked how he does things, they would come to him and accept his son. But scripture tells us to think about whatever is good and godly. If it is not good, pure or righteous, then we should not think a lot about it. And we find ourselves kind of in a, a whirlwind about having to pay $20 at the movie theater but yet we feel nothing about, you know, skipping tithes. And then, you know, we're obviously putting value on in the wrong thing, right? We shouldn't care as much about that, you know, about our car or house or social status as we do about sharing the gospel. But from my understanding, from back in the day, you know, the tithe, from what I understand it as, was actually the tax of that day. And surely we are being taxed way more than 10% nowadays. And if you live in Canada, 65%. And so, I just find that kind of rather interesting. But as we look at this verse by verse, now Tyre, as we look at verse 1, on the southern coast of Lebanon... It, it was a trading port, and it was and still is a center for commerce. Now, like other judgments, Tyre's destructions will be complete, and Tyre was invaded by Nebuchadnezzar's king of Babylon, but this prophecy was not fulfilled until the city was destroyed by Alexander the Great in 332 BC. And Tarshish is a port city founded by Tyre, whose location is uncertain. Now, Kittim was a Hebrew name for the island Cyprus located to the west of Israel and south of Turkey. Now, as we look at verse 2, Zidon is also on the coast of Lebanon, located about 25 miles north of Tyre. Now, many of the cities surrounding Tyre were dependent on the sea-related occupations and trade generated by Tyre's economy. And with Tyre destroyed, they will be unable to support themselves. Now, Sihor is another name for the Nile River. As we look at verses 5 through 9, now just as Egypt is the commercial center of North Africa, so Tyre is the commercial center between Asia and Arabia. Now the places people lift up as the glory of civilization will be brought down by God's judgments. Well, what would you consider the commercial ports here in America? I don't know. Maybe New York City. They're on the East Coast. Uh, California, right? L.A., I think, uh, and maybe other places, obviously. I think we might see some, uh, maybe might see some issues here. I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to make, I'm not saying I'm a prophet or making any type of guesses or anything, but I'm just saying, I'm just asking the question. Are we going to see that happen here? Because, you know, I'm hearing stories uh, that might be true, 
because of the very nature of what I do for a living. And I've been hearing uh, operators at ethanol plants about how they're trying to load up as many rail cars as possible with ethanol to ship out because there's a very, very now more looming and real prospect of the railroad workers actually really, truly going on strike. And of course, Donna, who happens to own a rail yard down in Chicago, um, I asked her for a bit of confirmation on this and her words were, it looks like to be very likely. So I don't know. We could be very well seeing this whole system falling before our eyes. Now, I'm not saying that this is the apocalypse and everybody batting down a hatchet, so you better buy food. But, you know, I will say, yes, you better be prepared to at least be able to support yourself through whatever the heck could be possibly coming. Because if rail, if the rail workers strike, um, somebody was saying that it could very well possibly you know, take about 30% of the inventory that is typically made available to us and, you know, food and textiles, clothes, stuff like that, um, out of, uh, circulation to be purchased. That's a big deal. When you take that amount of goods, that's not able to be delivered to commercial stores. So as we look at verses, 10 through 11. And, and let me go back to what I was just saying. So again, like these places that we were talking about in verses five through nine, these places that people lifted up as the glory of civilization, they were brought down by God's judgment. I'm saying that because of the very nature of the atrocities that were happening by the hands of the people who ran this nation, not the good people of America, but the people who ran this nation. Yeah. God's judgment is going to befall these people and their, little commercial centers that, you know, basically made them rich. So again, I just, that's why I say prepare. Okay. Just be prepared. Now, as we look at verses 10 through 11, now, as with any other judgment or with the other judgments, God takes responsibility for the destruction of Tyre. And when he does, when what he does, no one has the strength to prevent. Well, of course, because it's God. And so the refugees will be, as great as the flowing of a river. Now, although the people rejoiced, they were oppressed and people in sin often believe they are free. Not realizing that they are bound in shackles to their sin, no matter where these people flee, they do not have peace in their souls. That's right. And that's why I always tell people when everyone wants to talk about, well, you know, Michigan is so corrupt. I'm just going to move out of the state and just go somewhere else. You know, I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to move to Tennessee. It's like, no, dude, that's not how that works. You get involved with your county assembly. You get involved with your state assembly. You do like what Mike General Mike Flynn talks about, local action equals national impact. And you start making a difference at the local level because I'm going to tell you right now, you think that the federal level is the only corrupt level? I got news for you. It starts in your backyard with your county commissioner and some of those you know, crooks there in your local municipalities. And the reason people feel like they're free, again, is because they're so engulfed in their own sin, not realizing that they are bound in the shackles, not only of their sin, but of the beast system that they've created. No matter where you move to, you're not going to flee the corruption. You're not going to flee the beast system. Therefore, you're not going to have peace in your souls. Fight the fight and get involved in your assemblies. That's why his heart line is here. Help people come closer to Christ and to help you assemble your county and state. Get involved. Stop running away. Running away is not running away. All you're doing is delaying the inevitable for continued, well, continued dissatisfaction with life because that's all it's going to be. Until we get rid of these evil scumbags, you're going to keep running and running and running and running and running, and you're not going to run from the devil, just like you're not going to run from God. They will find a way. Now, the question is, which one are you going to turn to? Personally, I choose God. Screw the devil. Devil can go back to hell. I'll throat stomp his ass right back down to hell. Get out of here. Yes, I know it's a Bible show, but that's how I feel about that little demon. He needs to go back to hell where he belongs. Verse 13. Now, the sudden switch to the Chaldees is meant as an insult to Tyre. Now, the Chaldees had not been recognized as a nation until Assyria. 
help it gain political power, and yet they would partake in destroying the ancient well-established Tyre. Now, the towers and palaces of the Chaldees in Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar forced Tyre to pay tribute to him in 573 BC. Now, it's noteworthy that instead of judging Tarshish, a colony of Tyre, God judges the source. Compare with Deuteronomy 24.16, although Tarshish may fall under God's judgment, it will do so for its own sins. As we looked at 15 and 16 here, verses 15 through 16, 70 years is also the length of time that Judah spent in captivity in Babylon. And you could see that referenced in Jeremiah 25, 12. Now, when freed, Tyre will sing as a harlot that is triumphing in her sins, drawing attention to her way of life to interest those around her. The sweet melody of alluring to men. But in the end, all she has is a memory. And even when it has its independence, Tyre will never return to the glory it once had. Now, verse 17, when freed, Tyre will return to the one who commissioned, who commissioned her, which is Satan, as is seen in her committing fornication or spiritual adultery with the nations of the world. As we look at the last verse, 18, despite Tyre's condition and source of influence, its products will be used to take care of God's people. Holiness to the Lord suggests that it will support the priest in widening the interpretation while the world's materials may be produced by an ungodly system. The technology, clothing, and agriculture, engineering are to the advantage of the saints to help provide us with, da with life's daily needs. It really amazes me just exactly how paralytic of what we read here, how much it rhymes and matches what we see with America today. Yeah, I saw that too, Oscar. I, I find that interesting. Yeah, devil spelt backwards is lived. And live backwards is evil. Interesting, huh? It's very, very interesting. Just like it's no coincidence that the same words that are in Santa is in Satan. Hmm. Who'd have thunk that? There's power in words, folks. Now I'm not a linguistic expert and I'm not a I'm not a researcher of words. I mean, I try to do what I can and I try to understand and comprehend certain words and you know the assemblies, the lawful assemblies. They do their absolute best and I think they do an excellent job on the county and state level to make sure that we have proper spellings of words and pronunciations of words when it comes to putting together our documentation because like for example when people spell the word lawful what's the typical way everybody spells it l-a-w-f-u-l lawful when actually it's two l's l-a-w-f-u-l-l -L. now jason what's the big deal in that i don't know maybe to make it contractually unbinding i don't know But what I do know is there is a significant power in words and spelling and capitalizations of certain letters and words and things like that matter more than most people even realize, even matter more than I even probably realize. I'd love to get a, lingui uh, a linguistic expert on the show here to talk about that in greater detail. I love learning from people that have a deeper knowledge on this, as long as it's true, authentic information. But at the end of the day, there is one solution to a lot of the stuff that we don't understand, and that's to turn to God. That is to turn to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I like that. Oscar was also writing down here, liars figure and figures lie. Yep. 
So, look, God said it himself. And God, it was said in the Bible, we must not rely on our own understanding. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit, not our own understanding. We, we must not rely on our own gray matter that is inside our skulls called the brain. Yes, we may all have very good, high-functioning brains. We all have different intelligence levels and comprehension levels and, and intelligence levels and so on and so forth, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, we cannot outthink God and his plan. We cannot outsmart God. We cannot outgive God. We cannot outperform God. That's why it's so important that we just hand over our life, our faith, our hope, our everything over to God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and trust that they will steer us in the right direction, be our guiding light, and to help others find that light as well through our own source of light. Planting seeds. Don't force feed information to people because remember, a man convinced against his will is still of the opinion, is, is of the opinion, same opinion still. I botched that. A man convinced his will is of the same opinion still. You cannot force feed people information from the Bible. You cannot force feed people knowledge that you have learned of this, that, and the other, about Disney, or about Balenciaga, or about this, or about chemtrails, or about the theft of the election, or the, you know, the legitimacy of, and the lawfulness of the National Assembly. You cannot convince people of these things. It, it, look, you, you either get it, or you don't. Or it'll come to you at some point. But you, you can't, you can't force and pound this in people's head, no matter how much you want to. Yeah, I want to too, but we can't. That's why God made free will. And it's frustrating, I know. It's why Katie and I don't have many, many friends because of this very thing. We've had people, we've had people shy away from us and pull away from us as being friends with us because we're trying to lead cleaner lives. We're trying to lead more Christ-like lives. We're we're, we're backing away from all the paganistic celebrations of different holidays and how, you know, most people, we're, we're pulling away from all of that. We're trying to lead our lives more down a godly and more Christ-like way. Now, are we going to be perfect in that path? No, but we are making absolute every effort to make sure that we try to match and mirror it. Maybe we maybe we don't fit into the world. You know what? I'll I'll wear that badge of honor. I'll 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 take that. I'll gladly patch that on my shirt. Not of this world. Listen, that's one of my that's one of the reasons why my my dad, I think, and my stepmom, they definitely pulled away from us. And there's a reason for that. Maybe I'll share that in a later show. All before, right before, right as COVID started happening, I started dropping a bunch of truth bombs and information back then with all the information that I started researching and realizing what was happening with Event 201 and, and, and things with Bill Gates and all this other stuff that we all know now. But back, back, you know, two and a half, three years ago when I was dropping all this stuff in my Facebook, I mean, basically, long story short, a certain individual who is labeled as a stepmother. And I have nothing bad to say her, to her or about her. I, for, I have forgiven her and my father, but they have pulled away. She has created a dividing wedge between my father and me and my family. And it's a shame because now he will never get to, get to know and see his only granddaughter, which pains me for him. And I've tried reaching out to him and I've tried, you know, FaceTiming him so he can say hi and talk to her. But yet, you know, no dice, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'll share that story a little bit more uh, in a deeper, you know, a little bit more deeply later on. But it's, it's not the time. Like I said, this is not the Jason Jones show. This is his hard line. This is the line for Christ that where we keep the enemy pushed on their side. All right. And by the way, don't feel bad for me for that little situation. I have made peace with it. I just feel deeply sorry for my father and my stepmother. And I feel bad for them. I don't know how truly rooted in Christ they are. Last I checked, they weren't. And I, all I can do is just pray for them, right? That's all we can do is just pray for these people. 
And I don't mean that in the belittling, oh, bless your heart kind of way. No, I mean, I'm really praying for them. I pray that the Holy Spirit works through them. I pray that they're, you know, that God forgives them of their sins, just like I pray and hope that God forgives me of my sins, right? None of us are perfect. But what we need to remember is we need to come together in unity with love of God, that agape love that Christ, you know, that Christ emulated and, um, you know, he, he showed us what the example should be. <clears throat> Thank you, Anne. I appreciate that. She just wrote on here, prayer does more than one realizes. Yes, yes, it does. Amen to that. Yes, it does. So we're just going to keep praying for people like my stepmom, my father, and other people out there that just quite aren't there yet. And uh, yeah, you know, God's in charge. God's got this. God has got this. So remember, here at His Hard Line, we are firm, we're steadfast, and we're uncompromising. And we do our best, and we will succeed at keeping the enemy pushed back on their side. And I almost forgot, we cannot forget a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for another day, for another day of life and good health. And thank you for this community. Thank you for the lessons of the Bible. And we just pray that you continuously guide us. And we pray and ask that the Holy Spirit will continuously work through us and everybody else out there. We pray for our enemies. We ask for their forgiveness, but we also pray that they turn from their scheming and hopefully come to the realization that, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be following this guy called Satan. Maybe we should be following God. He seems to have the better path. So I hope that happens in bigger droves, in larger numbers. We pray for the children of this nation and around the world and the pedof We pray that all these people, these sick people, these pedophiles, they can be brought down so they can't exploit and sexualize children anymore. Please, Father, we need this more than anything. We need to fake, fix we need to fix the system. In fact, not fix the system. We need to demolish the system so we can get rid of the B system. And finally, once and for all, be free, not just as people, but also help free and save these children. We thank you so much, Father, for just all that you provide us. And I just pray that this platform will continuously grow so we can keep getting the word out there, your word, as well as the word of getting involved on your local level through your county and state assembly because we center you at the heart of all of it and so we we thank you for that we pray for our nation we pray for all the people of this nation and with that i want to say amen in your son's name jesus christ amen and so ladies and gentlemen if you do want to find more information about your local assembly about your county assembly about your state assembly. You can go to national-assembly.net. Why do I bring this up? Because this is the only way that we fix the world. This is the only way we fix our nation. We have to fix a nation before the world gets fixed. Okay? We have to fix our nation. We have to claim our sovereignty back. We have to return to original jurisdiction. And we have to keep God at the center and heart of everything that we do, like our founding fathers have. Okay? It is very relevant. That we do everything exactly the way our founding fathers have done. Okay. So, again, it's national-assembly.net. I hope you get involved. If your county's not assembled, well, we have people on standby that can help you, walk you through how to become a member and how to get your petite grand jury put together. At least 13 people in your county. If you want to assemble your state, you need minimum 30 people. We prefer 40 or more, but 30 people is required in order to formulate a lawful standing assembly for your state. So I hope each and every one of you out there has a great day, a great night, wherever you're at in the world. And thank you for tuning in here at His Heartline for another episode of 1% with Him. 
And we'll be back here, let's see, tomorrow, Saturday, for another episode of 1% with him, where we'll be reading Isaiah chapter 24. God bless, good night, good evening, or good morning, wherever you're at in the world, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. We'll see you later, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna oh, man. suck it's gonna to be you deep staters when this is all said and done. You guys really have no idea what's coming for you. <laughs> Watch out, the American people are coming for you. Thank you for joining us here at PSR Live. Remember, you can tune in every single evening, except on Thursdays. I hope you all have a blessed day. And remember, like a state's in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you for joining us at His Heart Line.